If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from CoinCompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Good morning, good evening, or good night. Actually, I forgot the afternoon. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics Podcast. This is day 23 of our 30 Days of Bitcoin. We've got a few days left, so keep on asking your questions. CoinCompass.com slash ask. Before I head over to Faris, proof of recording. The current block height is 626,800. And the current price, according to Bitstamp, is 7170 So I'm still waiting for the beach to be open again. What's happening in your neck of the woods? So, Gordon, I am still in level four isolation, self-isolation New Zealand. So um, just me by myself in a cabin this weekend, starting to feel that, uh, that cabin fever. Uh, but potentially we're waiting for an announcement where we can start including two bubbles. So since I'm living alone, I can actually go and visit our friends, hang out with them, which I'm kind of really looking forward to. So that's where I'm at. Well, speaking of bubbles and uh, finances and markets, let's have a look at today's question. With the current banks, interest rates falling to an all-time low. How do you think that will impact Bitcoin? Will that benefit investors or will it hinder them? So another good practical question. Faris, how is Bitcoin going to affect investors and what's going on at the moment? So this is actually a really relevant question right now. Um, And we did tackle this in the Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast in detail with uh, Stephen McClurg. And so essentially, Bitcoin's been around for 10 years. In those 10 years, we've seen interest rates go down. So when interest rates go down, that basically means that the yield that you're getting in your term deposit in the bank or in government bonds is going down. And when interest rates go down, you tend to see things like gold go up. So if you buy gold, it just sits there. It's not giving you any yield. You're not receiving any interest on it. So you only make gains through capital growth. It's the same with owning your own home. If you own a house that you live in, you're not making money off of that. You're paying the bank. So it will only appreciate in value if the market for housing goes up. So with gold at the moment, we're starting to see gold go up. It's at $1,700, uh, $1,700 US dollars at the moment. And it's been performing very well this year, 2020. Now, the reason for that is because interest rates are going down quite strongly. Um, but the other reason as well is that there's a saying that gold will always give you, an ounce of gold will always be enough to buy a man's good suit. So you think $1,700 US dollars, I can get a pretty good suit for that. And historically, if you go back through time, that's usually what an ounce of gold will do. It'll just be enough to get you a really good suit. 
Um, that's a bit of a strange one, but um, the reason I want to bring that up is because what gold does is it's basically an insurance policy. So if currencies start to drop, if markets, equities start to go down, bonds start to go down, gold does not tend to be as volatile, um, and then it can actually appreciate. So let's say in situations like this, where you know in February when we saw the pandemic hit the news and we saw equity markets collapse, well, if you had 30% of your money in gold, that's 30% insurance that you had there. And what you can then do is you can then go in and buy. So what you're doing there is the gold that you had reserved, well, you're not putting that to use where that did not go down in value. And you can then sell that and buy shares if you wanted to do that. So if you think you know, stocks are bottom, you'll buy it. So what gold is, is that actually an insurance policy for the worst case scenario, for big financial crises? That's where gold acts. Um, and yeah, if you do want to go into more detail, we'll put up a link to um, the Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast. So with Bitcoin, you know, we are firm believers that Bitcoin is a long-term store of value, but it has not been behaving as such. and I won't go into details as that now, um, but essentially, we have not seen Bitcoin in um, a, a, an environment where interest rates are going up. So we don't know how it will perform when interest rates are going up. Because if interest rates are going up, then people tend to sell their gold. Because why do you want to hold something that's not giving you a yield? You'd say, I'm going to sell my gold and put my money in a term deposit because with a term deposit, I'll be getting 5%, 7%, But if you're not getting any money from your term deposit, then you'll buy gold. You're like, and the thing is now, if you look at the price of gold against a euro, it is doing really well. Um, it's doing well against the US dollar, but it's doing much better against the euro. If you're living in you know, Zimbabwe, if you're living in Bolivia, um, if you're living in Turkey and you own gold, you'd be doing so much better because you got out of your national currency that has been declining in value and you stayed in the gold. So that's where gold is an insurance policy against the um, against your national currency going down. So with Bitcoin, we believe it serves the same purpose, but we it hasn't actually proven that as of yet. So what you're trying to say is, we don't know. Precisely. We just don't know. The theory is Bitcoin should go up because of the store of value. However, that's what we believe, but the market's not saying that right now. Yeah, so um, I'll link a couple of episodes that we have done in the past on the Bitcoin Prosperity Podcast, also Gold versus Bitcoin. Um, podcast as well that goes through the differences between uh, store of value and mean of exchange and method of payment, I think are really useful to have a look at. But as far as said, and I'm not going to read out, reiterate what he just said, we just don't know at the moment because Bitcoin is such a nascent technology and um, you know the Federal Reserve is pumping uh, trillions with a T amount of money into it to prop up the stock markets, whatnot. And you know, sometimes in the past, Bitcoin's been correlated. Sometimes it's been negative correlated. Sometimes there's an uncoupling. We just don't know. So um, that's probably not the answer that, that you're looking for. But um, 
that's the best that we got. And um, yeah, this is Bitcoin's first sort of real test. Bitcoin came out in 2009, started 2009, um, just after the uh, economic crash or during the economic crash. And uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Bitcoin fares in the next year or two. Is, is it actually a store of value, an asset, a safe haven asset, or is it just correlated to uh, everything else? Well, that's uh, that's it from my end, Faris. Any concluding thoughts? No, not at this point. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of it depends here. So, yeah, it's, it is, we're at a point now where people are saying, well, yields continue to go down. Um, and we've just got, We've, yeah, we've got a whole lot of different things converging at the same time here. The bond markets, the stock market, global indices, gold, everything is starting to move. We had 2018 and 2019 were years of very low volatility. Sorry, 2017, 2018. Very low volatility in all these asset classes I just named. Now we're starting to get volatility come in. So we're at the beginning of a whole new macro economic climate. This is the very, very beginning of a whole new macro climate. So we can speculate on so many things, but we just don't know until it starts to play out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're not financial advisors. Seek a professional if you are wanting to invest. And uh, we always suggest that, you know, it's very difficult to time the bottom of market to buy in. Bitcoin is uh, get rich quick for some people. A speculative asset um, it's incredibly volatile so um, don't put your life savings into it uh, diversify and yeah it is super risky so um, again not financial advice but you know if uh, if you put a small amount in and diversify that's that's probably the best thing and last but not least dollar cost average so don't for example if you want to buy ten thousand dollars with bitcoin don't try and time the market and put all ten thousand in at once do something called dollar cost averaging and probably the even better way is to actually put your salary, um, say 1% of your salary into Bitcoin. So let's say it's a hundred bucks per month. You can actually set that up to be automatic. So you forget about the price. You don't worry about the weekly swings. You put a hundred bucks into Bitcoin every month or every week or however you want to do it. Or even, even if it's even less than that. And over time, um, you will see your investment grow, but without the stress of the markets going up and down. So. DCA dollar cost averaging would be my only advice. Cool. Okay. So keep those questions coming. We have some more questions in the bank. I think we have room for about another five. So coincompass.com slash ask. And uh, we are coming towards our 30 days of Bitcoin. If we haven't answered one of your questions properly, submit a follow-up question or ask your friends to submit a question as well. So keep them coming and we will see you in the next podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe like and share so we can find others like yourself thanks for watching or listening please visit coincompass.com free to register to our socials and discover other free content subscribing liking and following helps this content remain ad free until next time